Hello, and welcome back to the Sacred Jellyfish Podcast. Today, I am joined by a wondrous goddess, Alitzi, and we're going to be talking about the Divine Feminine today. She's a tarot reader, like I was saying, a divine embodiment of the feminine, of all things beautiful, and welcome. Hi! Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm so excited. Also, your name for your podcast is so cute. <laughs> Thank I you. love it. I love it. Thank you so much. So, how what energy do you feel like you're embodying today? Oh, that's such a good interesting question. Whoa. Um today I feel like I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I have some stuff to do today, but I feel like I know how to keep that balance of like management within work and play does that make sense Mm -hmm. um like I'm feeling pretty good I'm feeling excited um I'm ready for this I'm excited to see where it goes and what we dive into today perfect I love that so this morning I was actually watching like a YouTube video have you watched Trinity on YouTube oh my gosh yes she is so divine I love her yeah, and she just posted her new video about the Divine Feminine. Yeah, I watched that this morning while thinking about what to do, like, the podcast episode on with you. Yeah. And I felt so called to, like, talk about it. And I was like, okay, let me see if she's open about talking about it. Oh, my God. Love that. Yes, I am. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I want to know, first off, how did you start your spiritual journey? How has your relationship with that been? Whoa. Um, okay, so how I started, I started four, five years ago. Um, and it's, whoa, it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been lots of ups and downs. But I don't know if you heard like how people talk about how when they start their spiritual journey, they start it either something really terrible happens in their life, or they just kind of come into like flow with it naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, at the time, it was kind of a mix of both. Um, so like four years back, I was still in high school. And I think I was like, I was like, senior, like beginning of senior year, or like, junior end of, of that year. Um, but at the time, my dad actually he was moving back to Mexico and um I my parents were separated since I was a kid so my dad was moving back to Mexico and I'm living with my mom but she was in a very toxic relationship with this man who's very abusive in many different ways Mm -hmm. um so that was happening and during all that time I was like very much into a deep depression, experienced a lot of like tr- trigger warning, um, like SA and self-harm and all of that. And um, the other side of that was having a friend that was already into tarot and into spirituality. And mm-hmm. we just so happened to reconnect after like years of not talking. Um so that's why I say it's kind of a mix of both because 
although I was going through a very difficult and challenging time and learning how to understand what was happening and all of that, um, I still had this friend that was like introducing me into tarot and we ended up getting deep into it and healing and I ended up getting my own tarot cards and crystals and yeah that's kind of like where my journey began when it comes to spirituality and tarot and all that wow that's that's very beautiful and thank you for being open to sharing that of course of course I'm I love share I love talking about this because it's not I don't have a lot of conversations about stuff like this so when you posted that on Instagram about who wants to be on your podcast, I was like, me. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that because I was like, oh, that's her. I want that. <laughs> but I, I think like very similar. There was like this, um, my grandma passed away and that's kind of how it opened up that portal for me to like step into my spirituality. And I think with a lot of people, um, before they go into the spiritual era or like their healing era, they have experienced something like really deeply traumatic or they have gone through different events that kind of, you know, clutter their subconscious and like things like that. And so I feel like spirituality and healing comes at like the perfect time because it opens this gateway. And one thing I've noticed is people will either be at that crossroads where they can either go down that spiritual route and like that healing route, or they can go down like the different path which is kind of deeper and it's kind of like the scary path like they don't they have the opportunity to kind of acknowledge that shadow or they kind of go deeper within the shadow which I've really observed in people like the past two years and it's kind of interesting to see that a lot of people have the opportunity to go down that spiritual healing era but some people like their soul just isn't ready for that in this lifetime or they just aren't choosing that currently yeah and and like you said it's so interesting to view that and and see how other people choose those different paths whether it's like continuously reacting to toxic cycles or choosing the side of like spirituality and like I guess a more kind of less reactive peaceful side to things um but I definitely get what you mean by like observing that in other people. So interesting. Mm, Yeah, it is very interesting. I also want to know now, how did you get into your like divine feminine? And have you also had um, a period of also going into your divine masculine? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, okay. I love this so much. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll start with um, my Divine Masculine, which is what I experienced at first. Um, I know we were talking about before about how you wanted to get into like this sexual healing and all that. Um, so that's kind of like where this is playing out in this moment. Um, so starting off with like my Masculine, it actually was very triggering. It was like more of a... I got into step like overdoing or overexerting my masculine energy because of what I experienced when it came to my mom's old boyfriend. Um, I was sexually abused by him when I was like 16 years old. Um, 
and it was just a very it was just a very like stressful toxic situation that was happening not only within what I experienced but now I've grown to learn that also what my mom and like my siblings experience within that situation as well so um the way that I actually like got into my divine masculine but overexerting my divine masculine at the time um was because I was like just learning my sexuality and um I was just growing into that more of that side of like my body and you know like feeling good within your own yoni and all that and it just so happened that the cards ended up playing out in that way where I was abused by him and um after that happened and then uh, there was a period where um because I was just coming into terms with the fact that I am gay that I am queer lesbian um Mm. I was like exploring my style and all that and one of the things I did um that like is I actually ended up shaving my head and I went like at the I feel like at the time it was very like trendy as well to like paint your hair like blonde and stuff like that so Mm. I ended up doing that and although that was like part of my own exploration within my own body and seeing what I like and what I don't like and just trying to find my own style and all that um I now realize like as I've like observed myself throughout the years that a huge part in that time was me trying to make myself look more masculine than I even like as I was trying to myself be perceived as what I thought was like quote unquote uglier because sexual trauma that I experienced Mm -hmm. um so that is like how I first experienced my masculine energy was in the form of like neglecting my my divine feminine and yeah it's it's been it's been an interesting journey because it's there's a lot that goes into it um but now it's like having compassion for the ways that I was reacting towards myself and towards the situation and in and having compassion for the ways that I thought was like protecting myself from that happening to me again was you know making myself seem more masculine although it's not what I was comfortable with um I would still like wear like really baggy clothes and not saying that that's like bad or anything but it just Mm -hmm. it wasn't resonating with my energy I was doing it in the form of like I guess you would say I guess I would call it like in the form of like self-harming because it was like denying it was denying my divine feminine energy or my truest form of me does that make sense that makes a lot of sense (laughs) that I feel like hits deep for a lot of people and I think a lot of people also aren't conscious that they do it and even like men too I think they'll kind of neglect the feminine by dressing more masculine and neglecting that part of like fully embodying their self-expression 
And I went through kind of a similar experience where I did find out I was queer. And Mm -hmm. at first kind of called myself a lesbian and called myself like, oh, I only like women. Mm -hmm. But I think that for me personally was because I didn't have a strong foundation with men at the time. And so I, I definitely kind of neglected or the masculine side actually and I was like no I don't want anything to do with that like it just doesn't feel right and it didn't feel right to that version of myself and I didn't need that at that time and now currently I have built a better relationship with my grandfather and I've healed a lot like my father wound and it's opened me up to exploring the masculine and loving masculine as well as the feminine Um, (laughs) yeah it's definitely like a very interesting thing and I think also everyone has a different amount that they um, express with the masculine feminine like I have a friend who really is like a feminine person and for her to be more masculine just doesn't fit right for them Mm -hmm. and I also have masculine friends who are very masculine and if they were to be more feminine it wouldn't really fit well for them personally but also it has to do with where you're at in life and with your own healing. Yes, I love that. I love that you learned to like heal the divine masculine through your grandfather. Like, I love that so much. Um, <laughs> that is so cute. Thank you. Um, I yeah. I I mean, I for me, I feel like um, I haven't really experienced good relationships and connections when it comes to like men like who are in their divine masculine I feel like I've never really had a good example of that or um, a good foundation when it comes to that so it's very different like you said it's very different for everyone to explore that and to like heal that and um, yeah I feel like for me the like healing that masculine energy has really just been more of like accepting myself as my divine feminine energy and it's just been it's been um a lot of like just trying what works and trying and seeing what doesn't and accepting it all and knowing knowing my own boundaries knowing my own limits to relationships my own like boundaries to see where people fit and people don't fit does that make sense to like to see um what helps me grow within those energies within the divine masculine or the divine feminine and just having that balancement of literally divinity Mm -hmm. exactly it's yeah it's very just like interesting and beautiful and so I kind of want to get into the YouTube video of what Trinity was talking about. And she was saying how, um, like, sexual healing is very different for everyone because they have that, like, relationship with the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And also, like, I don't even, it's so interesting to get into this because no one really talks about, like, the type taboo stuff with when it comes to, like, the yoni and I kind of wanted to just jump into it how do you what's your relationship with your yoni space and that like sexual healing 
Oh my gosh. Okay. I haven't watched the uh Trinity's video yet, but um I have been following her journey within that and like get her getting into pole and all that. So divine. Um but my own like experience with that, um well now it's grown a lot. Like I I've done a lot of like healing and a lot of like like um sex work within myself I would say mm-hmm. um just like a lot of self-pleasure healing um which at first because of what I experienced when I was younger it was I would abuse it um and that's actually like one of the forms that a lot of people react after they experience a lot of like sexual abuse or trauma when it comes to their own bodies um they they're like exert their sensual energy too much to like fill that void of like not knowing how they should feel within their yoni or within their um within their own body um so at first I was doing that within my own self even like I would use sexual pleasure within myself to like try to figure out like where that void was coming from and this was like before I actually came to terms with what I had experienced and like reassuring myself that it wasn't just something that I dreamt or it wasn't something that I'm making up or anything like that um because wow that that whole experience has been a lot and it's now very healing to actually like talk about um at at the time like it was just very confusing and um even when it came to like being around people like um growing up like I was always like portrayed as like being too sensual or too sexual with whatever I wear or how I act or anything like that and I remember like even just like giving someone a hug was like doing too much to the eyes of like the women around me because then it also goes into like how are the women around you reacting when you're in your divine feminine or when you're in your divine energy you know Mm -hmm. yes so that was also something that had a huge impact on how I like viewed my own body and even now it's still something that I'm like healing and like working through within myself um and I also think it's like very important to observe um the woman in your family if you if it correlates to you like if you're a woman um or identify as a woman it's I feel like it's very important to observe how those same like traits um and same like energies like how they play out and what you've like taken from those people that you've grown up around and how they act um for example like for me like my mom and my sisters and siblings um they have always been in a very very heavy like masculine energy and the way that they would be in their divine feminine is by sexual intimacy and it would always lead up to like sexual intimacy with people who just don't treat them good and people who just aren't healthy overall yeah so that is also like 
something that is very important I feel like when it comes to healing your own sexual energy um is like seeing who you do allow into your body and who Mm. you know isn't good and like being conscious of the fact to not repeat those cycles if they're not good ones when it comes to that healing and I feel like this can apply to anything really Mm. but specifically like being conscious of like the intentions behind what I'm doing when it comes to my yoni and how I'm like living my truth within that healing process so yeah yeah. that is beautiful I think like what you said especially about like being consciously aware of who you actually let into your sexual energy and who you allow to have access to that especially Mm -hmm. like as women I feel like because we do have a portal like attached yes. to it um, is so 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 sacred yes and I think as a society they have projected it that oh well women like that's actually not true like women uh-huh. objects when it's like yeah it's they do that for a reason to kind of like suppress that energy yes I also realized too that it goes sexual energy goes hand in hand with life force energy and everything around us is presenting and kind of um, reflecting that life force energy. And I think like for me, especially like when it comes to manifestation, the one way I've truly actually been able to see like manifestations come to life is through that life force energy and through that sexual energy, which is so potent in like the I feel like sexual energy, since it is life force energy, it is the creation energy and it can manifest like things for you. And it's super, super potent and powerful. Yes, I love that so much. (laughs) Totally, like 100% agree. Like, yeah, just (laughs) the energy is just a very, it's literally like life. Yeah. Not only do we get like to experience an actual like, being like life process if we choose to but it's also like like you said with the manifestations like seeing actual results when it comes to like giving yourself that physical pleasure and being in that energy of life force um I love that so much and I 100% agree with that um I recently actually like actually started getting into that more of like that I guess like more manifestation self-pleasure like um speaking affirmations to myself as I'm experiencing self-pleasure and Mm, that has been a game changer like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. and I've been able to truly see the growth within that and the ways that I feel about my own body and my own like womb and my moon cycle, even like speaking affirmations to yourself and like talking about what you desire the most in those times when you do have that like intimacy within that is like literally a game changer. Like it is something different that I really feel like everyone should tap into in the most conscious way possible so yeah I love that um it's all divine 
Yes, it is. I also know like when it comes to your yoni space, especially as women, we tend to hold a lot of trauma around our womb space and our hips. Yes. And I know like for me, um, when I, the first time it was like the beginning of 2022, I actually like it was the first time I started saying affirmations to myself, like you are worthy, you are loved, you are safe while I was like self-pleasuring and it completely shifted something. It felt like I entered this portal and I opened this gateway of just like new opportunities. Yes. (laughs) So interesting too, because like there's also these things called pleasure mapping and it's you you know, like feeling different types of your body. And that's like a whole other thing. But when it comes to your yoni, there's like yoni wands where you can use to like massage your yoni space. And you don't do it in a way to like orgasm, you do it in a way to actually like, see what different parts of your yoni you touch and see what emotions that unlocks for you. And it can be like a very intimate thing, but also like a very deeply healing thing that takes a lot of mm-hmm. strength to actually step into that. And the first time I did that, it was a lot of different emotions came up there. It was like excitement, happy, but also like so emotionally, like not sad, but just like, wow, like this is very potent energy that my ancestors and my lineage never got the opportunity to experience or unlock, which within that is a very emotional thing, especially as women. And I mean, I can only talk from the point of view of a woman because I don't know what it is like to be in that, like be a man and experience that sexual healing, which that within is extremely potent also and extremely healing and has deeply rooted emotions attached to that. But when it comes Uh, like feminine and being a woman unlocking that sexual energy and feeling power from your yoni space is such an emotional thing and it you can just feel it kind of like from your root it's like the base of your chakras and then going all the way up like if you don't work on your root and you don't have that strong foundation the rest of your life is kind of I wouldn't say going to be unbalanced but it's not going to be as strong as it could be and that's why I think like sexual energy is one of the most powerful tools that we have in being like human yes I I 100% agree like um I want to go back I want to go back a little bit to like how you were talking about like um like yoni mapping um because I was uh, now as you're talking about it I realized that that was something that I was doing I didn't know that that's what it was called like yoni mapping to just like I guess explore your own body in a way where it's like not to orgasm or not to like meet a certain goal but -hmm. just to like feel into your own body and I was doing that um a couple weeks ago actually um with like holding my arms and holding my shoulders and just sitting with my body and actually like like hugging myself and like just seeing what that brought up within me and like you said, like, there were so many, there's so many times where I was just, I like held my side of my face and I was like, started crying because I was yeah. like, wow, like, and it was, it's just like so much emotions that we don't even realize, not only because we live in such a like fast paced world, but there's so many times where like, we just bypass the littlest things and, mm-hmm. 
it also brings me to like that quote that says like it's the little things that matter and (laughs) it's like literally it's the little things that matter like the simplicity of like holding your own hand or if you have a partner like them like just gracing your shoulder and for me it's like I've learned that all those little tiny details are like really what impacts the foundation of experiencing sexual pleasure not only to the fullest within yourself but also within other people within friendships like like just that intimacy of like physical hugs with your friends or that depthness um and not being like scared to express that affection and that love in all those different ways that it comes with and that it comes in um and yeah I just I wanted to talk about that for a little bit because um that's something that I've been practicing within my own self as well as like just holding myself and seeing what emotions come up and accepting it all and just loving it all for what it is and how I get to show up now that I am more aware of like what I'm doing within myself within my own body and within that healing process yes oh my gosh you brought up a very good topic like just having that self-love and just like holding yourself and I think like people don't understand that in order to have those beautiful, deeply rooted relationships with other people where they're able to hold you and they're able to see you with compassion and they're able to fully love you, you have to give yourself that love and acknowledgement first. And I think like the past year and a half, I was kind of working up to that where I would just like hug myself and I would like sit with myself. And some people were like, oh my gosh, you hug yourself. Like, that's so sad. But really, it's like so amazing. Are you kidding me? Like giving yourself hugs and like telling yourself you love yourself and just being with yourself is the most beneficial thing you can do because that is kind of retraining your subconscious that that's okay and then you'll see in your life how more people will start to be attracted to you because they love your energy and they're willing to also reflect that self-love back to you yes yeah just like being present with yourself and I know that this lot so the beginning of last year at this time I was like I really want to have conscious and beautiful relationships with people that actually understand my soul and I knew that like the one way to get that is to actually like understand myself at a deeper level so I did that for like the past I don't know year and a half and then and then I finally saw like results of that this last summer and around New Year's where I was like finally able to connect with like-minded people who actually like deeply understood me and were able to share that platonic intimacy with me And it just healed so many versions of myself. And also, like, some people I know will be like, I really want to have that platonic intimacy with people. But a lot of people subconscious won't allow them to have that unless they, like, tell themselves, okay, like, I'm ready to receive that now. And you'll just, like, see how all these loving beings will, like, soon just become so attracted to your energy and, like, want to give you that love. Yes, and it it really does start with yourself. And oh my gosh, like it. I feel like at nowadays it's like very, 
like redundant to say like you have to love yourself before anyone else can love you um because we've just heard it so much mm-hmm. over and over um but it really is like really rooted in the truth like yeah to be able to know how to even accept and receive the type of love and intimacy that you desire you have to learn how to give it to yourself so that you can know that it's okay to receive so that you can know that you are comfortable enough to know that good things are like able to happen to you that you're allowed to have good loving relationships that are nurturing in those ways that you desire and um literally it's just like sitting and observing and allowing as you grow within your own healing and within that own self-love it's like allowing those friendships to become clear to your eye and to your being so for you to know to be like this is someone I want in my life this is someone I want to share platonic intimacy with this is someone I want to be able to come home to this is someone that I want to be around because I know they're just going to reciprocate that same loving energy that I already give to myself that I already give to me and I it really does come back to how you choose to show up for yourself and for you to know and your sub and your subconscious to know that good things can happen to you even like if they're on the path of like playing out even if they're on the path of like healing from past subconscious like loops um but yeah I really I love this conversation I love that we've gotten this deep um yeah um, these are very unique conversations and I'm so grateful for that and I'm so grateful for you um so yeah it really does come back to having that self-love and being okay with seeing yourself in all those different forms that you use to show up in and how you can choose to show up in this now um with like love and just compassion for yourself really Mm, yes I like um there's this concert or this this band I'm gonna go see and like the band is very old school like blues and jazz and the one thing that they always sing about is like love Mm. and how love is everywhere and love goes beyond gender love is like energy and how like we can we are embodiment like just being human is the embodiment of love and I think like I've really fallen in love with like life again and it's so beautiful it was like a remembering I feel like because you know like born and you're as a child you have this like childlike innocence and everything you see is like oh my gosh that is gorgeous that is beautiful like yes it's awesome (laughs) and then you know like things happen and you kind of forget it and so I feel like the last year it was like a remembrance of oh my gosh like that is beautiful they are lovely I am in love with that person even though I literally just met them like one second ago yes I was (laughs) just thinking about that like the past week how And I was actually, I got this epiphany after watching one of Trinity's other videos and it was like, 
as a society, the word, the sentence, I am in love with you, holds all these expectations. Like, um, if someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with you on like the second date, for example, obviously like that holds like a lot of different expectations and perspectives based off that person. But also I want to tell everyone that I'm in love with them. And I want to say it in a way where I'm just like, I'm just in love with your existence and without having any attachments to that um, or any expectations attached to that. But yeah, just like as a society, telling people we're in love with them has, there's a lot of shadows and traumas attached to that. But also a lot of people have trouble letting love in, which I'm realizing more and more as I like heal different parts of myself. And then I understand that other people, they might not be able to heal that part of themselves. Like my grandpa, he's like um, almost 70 now. And, you know, like certain things he won't ever really be able to grasp or totally understand. Yeah. At the same time, I'm just like, you know what? That's okay. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, sometimes wish people could experience that more. Addie's love. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely get that. Like, um, I was actually just talking about this as well with um, Autumn. Um, and I, we were just talking about how, like, recently I realized that like me within my own experience when it comes to like meeting new people and talking to people I realized that in the past a lot of the love um was like experienced with those expectations with like for an example like if I were to talk to someone and we're like okay we're talking to each other to get to know each other it's like we'd have that expectation already of like a relationship or ending up together or just like putting ourselves or this connection on a highest on a high pedestal where maybe that's not where it needed to go and it's just meant for us to sit in this love and just explore this love in this now and really not being scared to feel that love and feel that like passion for each other's existence I feel like and um recently I've learned to like heal that within myself like um you know how like you said like there's things that people won't grow from or people won't like allow themselves to actually experience um for their own like limitations that they put themselves in whether they're like conscious about it or not but um I definitely like have been growing more into just allowing myself to love and allowing myself to tell people I love you and um just getting more comfortable within that as the more I say it the more I experience genuine love with people and Yes. The more I experience like that feeling of safety within myself enough to know that if I say I love you to anybody, whether I met you just a second ago, whether I've known you my whole life and just like hadn't said that to you or whether like you're a stranger down the street, like it's knowing that regardless of their reaction to the words I love you it's coming from a place of just like limitless love where 
there's no expectations, but I just love because of how you're presenting in this moment. I just love because you are you and you Mm -hmm. are showing up as you. And I feel like that is the most like purest, most natural form of love when we don't have expectations when and I feel like expectations are different from like standards of like what you want to receive in a relationship or a friendships and stuff like that but it's knowing that like the love that we get to share as humans on this earth is isn't like limited it's not I only love you because you gave me like chocolates for Valentine's Day. It's not yes. just I only love you because <laughs> you bought me food the other day or it's it's not it's not just based off what we do for each other but it's like it's it should be in my opinion it should be based off how we get to show up for ourselves mm-hmm. and how that impacts each other as like a whole instead of just like I only love you today because you told me I love you um and I feel like another thing that also goes within like that like yin and yang of when it comes to love and knowing when you love someone um or when you want to express that love to someone is also knowing that you're just because someone um does things that show affection or that show love it doesn't mean that you have to love them exactly in the forms of like just because they did that that one time and it I feel like it has to be applied to an overall whole as a person like an example that I'm gonna give is like with my own mom um I've experienced like a lot of like hard stuff with her I I grew up in a very like manipulative household and to this day they do have similar characteristics where they are they act in very manipulative ways and um they they only do things based off themselves instead of thinking of like the whole impact that it really has on things that they choose and do which is okay because, you know, everyone's living in their own, like, bubble, um, especially if they don't want to see the whole impact it has. But in the the way that I'm um, trying to, like, come from, the perspective that I'm coming from is um, knowing that, like, to this day, my mom will, like, she'll buy something and I'll appreciate what she buys, but that doesn't mean that I am like fully okay with everything that she's done in yeah the whole experience of this life together and I feel like that is also okay um to acknowledge and also to not just like blatantly throw out the words I love you or I care for you because I can blatantly say these things but if it's not coming from a place of truth Um, then it really doesn't mean anything like just because she buys something it doesn't mean I love her if I don't actually feel that way because there is wounds that I have like healed from but know that I'm not gonna allow that back into my life after healing from them 
Yes, exactly. I think you like definitely or opened up something else that we had to talk about because like love in society and a lot of the times presented by our parents can be conditional love and it could be the love where like I love you but if you act this way towards me or if you do something I don't like or if you don't respect me as your parent then I'm not going to give you that love and I'm going to like withdraw my love from you yeah. and a lot of our wounds take place around love and around receiving actually unconditional love because a lot of the times especially like as people who have grown up with like a mother wound because I feel like I have more of a mother wound because I never really had that father connection um but Mm -hmm. like within that it's like we don't really understand how to formulate that unconditional love when that's all we've really had growing up was the conditional love especially like feminine because I feel like the feminine is like the goddess and it to me represents love the feminine represents love more than how I see the masculine that's kind of just how I associate it with yeah it's like the caretaker the motherly energy like I'm gonna nurture you and so it's very interesting when you're growing up and you don't really have that good like set in stone foundation of that and how yeah like how you were saying when someone comes from a place of conditional love and they're just kind of throwing around the word like I love you I care for you but it's only under these specific conditions it can Mm -hmm. be really hurtful and it could be like um triggering especially if you're in that active place of healing that love wound and I know like the past the earlier this last year I was living with my mom and it was during that healing phase but then there comes that point where you're like constantly triggered by your environment and in order to heal I personally believe that you can't be in the same environment that hurt you and it could be a really big and sad epiphany to come to especially when that's all you've known But in order for you to like actually heal that wound that's deeply from your um, childhood, you kind of have to separate yourself from where your childhood took place. And so that was like a very interesting time. But yeah, like especially from parents, just acknowledging like, how did my parents love me growing up? And was that conditional or was that unconditional love? And obviously like parents like deep down, like they, they love you, but it could be as deep as they only love you as deep as they love themselves, which can be like a really hard thing to acknowledge. Yes. Because a lot of the times they don't actually genuinely love themselves and just act in the forms that they think they should love themselves. So I definitely, I definitely get that. And have seen that played out within my own life as well and like having to see like in what ways is the parents love conditional and seeing like how my child self myself now even has like reacted to those things and accepted those like conditional things when it came to like meeting new people and um seeing what I myself was like playing out that they would give me and um seeing like how how I reacted to like the conditional love 
when I was a kid because now it's like it's a form that I feel hurt in um it's something that I'm like well you don't really love me and that's okay for me to acknowledge and it's just not how it's meant to be if like that's not how it things are being portrayed um like if I'm not receiving actual unconditional love then that's okay for me not to receive that Mm. um so yeah yeah and just like setting those clear boundaries with people too it could be it could be very hard and it could take a lot too but it also I feel like goes back to having that good root and that good foundation within yourself and then you know like reflecting that out onto the world Yes, I definitely agree. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you said um, that it, for you it was very important to not be in the same environment that caused you like the healing that you had to go through now. Um, because I actually during my healing process, obviously, we're all still in the healing process. But um like at the beginning of my spiritual journey when I was like really doing the shadow work really going like becoming aware of like everything um I I that was one of the things that was like always like replaying in my heart and mind was like knowing that healing can happen like I guess faster in a way when you're not surrounded by the people that hurt you or like the people who like did certain stuff to cause you react in a certain way um but for my own journey um I just wanted to add this that I feel like for my own journey it was very important for me to be in that same environment as I heal and um I've learned that like within my own perspective that being in the same environment as I heal has like it's still it has been triggering but it's also like helped me see so much clearer of like who I am becoming because it's like a constant practice of that like showing up for myself it's a constant practice Mm -hmm. of like making sure that I stay again like rooted in myself because the external people aren't going to change unless they want to change but I always had to come back to myself and like see where I was coming from see my intentions and um for me yeah for me it was just like a very important detail in my the way that my life is like playing out I feel like for me to still experience these environments that I'm in to like forgive these people and to know that these people are coming from a place like you said like from how they know how to love and also knowing my own boundary of knowing that although they know how to love in a certain way that doesn't mean that that means that I feel loved in those ways that they show love and that's okay as well so yeah I don't know I for me it's been a very important thing to um allow myself to experience this environment where I was hurt in um to allow myself to see it in a whole different perspective and 
to switch that narrative of like just because I experienced all this hurt in this specific place or in this specific environment or with these specific people it doesn't mean that that has to be like the story it doesn't mean that that has to be who I am um because I'm not what I experienced I'm not what these people say and again it always comes back to like who I choose to show up as and what where I put my time and energy in and um how I do that for myself so that we can elevate the whole like collective consciousness so yeah <laughs> that was a really good point that I think I haven't really acknowledged too is like when I am around the people my like family family and like my mom it is very interesting how when they do trigger you again and then paying very close attention of how you show up for yourself to co-regulate after they trigger you and after like you are around I guess your childhood triggers and yeah so it is very interesting to pay attention to that especially when you're around those people yeah but I thank you so much for being the podcast is there anything else that you wanted to kind of touch on before we wrapped it up a little um I don't think so I think we talked about a little a lot of like different topics um but thank you for having me this was so fun I know I'm I'm very appreciative for you like taking the time to be on my podcast oh of course I'm so happy that you had me well do you also want to link or say um your instagrams or any way that these people can connect with you um I guess just like my instagram is really where I be on most of the time um so my instagram is alitzy.me with two y's um and it's a-l-i-t-z-y-y.me and then I have like my youtube and all that linked on my instagram so yeah that's like mainly where you can connect with me so yeah beautiful well thank you again for being a part of the podcast and I hope you have a good rest of your day Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.